one thing that I will always, always reiterate is remembering the human behind the inbox. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're going a bit left field and we're talking about community. What does it mean? Exploring different ways of creating it and finding ways to make it benefit your business. In this episode, we're doing quite an alternative way of building community. There's no forum to create. There's no Facebook group to set up. There's no loyalty program to build. Rather, we're looking at how you can build community simply through the content you share with your email newsletter list. That's what we're going to be going through. We're going to be learning about how you can do it, the steps to take to make it work, what metrics to track and all sorts of other interesting bits and plenty of ideas for content too. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of community and email. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your e-commerce marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. In this episode, I'm chatting with community expert Katie Skelton. Katie is an email marketing specialist and founder of the agency Little Green Duck. In fact, one of her clients called her a massive email weirdo. So quite frankly, she's just the perfect type of guest for this show. Hello, Katie. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Great to have you here and congrats on getting such awesome feedback from a client. <laughs> Thank you. Back when I did marketing, I'd have been marketing four brands I'd have been so happy if someone had called me a Google Ads weirdo that would have been brilliant so massive congrats for me on that one but how did you end up getting into community because usually email specialists would say they're really into content or they're really into offer creation or something like that but you're far more into community so how did that come about so I'll try and keep it fairly short-winded if that's the term so I'm a copywriter by trade. I started my copywriting business back in 2018, so coming up to five years now. And I always found that connecting with people through writing and building community through writing. So social media was kind of my thing to begin with. And 
I just found that I was connecting with loads of people that I really liked and I really wanted to spend virtual time with. It was most of the the time when I was really building community around my business was the COVID time. So everything was online. So I was running networking sessions. I had a membership for a while, actually. So all of those things just kind of came together because of my love for writing and using writing to connect with people. And then that just has gradually segued into into email as well of course you kind of learned the benefits and the skills via your own agency and now you've been able to kind of redeploy that learning into the e-commerce space yeah absolutely and I think that a lot of people underestimate the benefits and the power of using any kind of writing any kind of marketing as community building and not just for selling I was really pleased when you asked to come on the show and talk about this because I think we often hear community and think we have to create a program or we have to create a loyalty scheme or we have to create a Facebook group or something like that. But actually, we can build a feeling of community just through great comms, can't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where email can come into it as well, just because you can create this list this group of raving fans they might not even be people who end up buying from you but if you are connecting on a deeper level with people other than just like peddling your sales at them all the time then you're going to be in their mind before someone else does when some when they're having a conversation and say oh do you know someone who sells such and such and they will remember the feeling you gave them through your comms rather than just seeing your special offers being peddled all the time, which I think is a trick that a lot of marketers can miss sometimes. So building community via our email and via our our communications is as much about generating a referral or a recommendation as it is, and, and word of mouth, I suppose, as it is about actually converting to a sale. I think so. Yeah, I did a post on LinkedIn about this a few weeks ago, just about the fact that Lots of email marketers, and I don't know if I, I mean, maybe this is the weirdoness coming out, but I don't know if I'm just completely out there with this, but I don't want just my ideal clients on my email list. I want people who are like me, people who have similar audiences to me, people who will talk about me in the pub, people who will respond to my emails and and actually feel like I've got friends out there. Like that's what community feels like. And that's what leads to sales because I get loads of referrals from people who are on my email list who can never afford to work with me or are doing it themselves quite successfully and don't need to work with me as like in a consultancy situation. So I see it as being almost like like this room full of supporters who will do stuff for me because we're friends. And that's a really powerful thing, I think, if you can build that. So how do we get started with trying to build more of a community feel with our, I guess, our existing email list? I mean, I always say starting with objectives and starting with strategy is a really good thing to do. So sit down and what I would say is ask yourself two questions. One, what do I want my, if you're thinking about an email newsletter specifically rather than sales emails, what do I want this weekly communication, monthly communication, whatever it is to achieve for me? And what does my audience want and need from me? 
And if you can answer those two questions and create content that makes people feel that they're part of your world rather than feeling like you are purely there to sell to them. And I'm not saying selling to them is a bad thing. People sign up for email lists and newsletters and follow you on social media because they have an interest in buying from you or they 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 don't expect to not be sold to at some point nobody's silly everybody knows that that email marketing is marketing but there are different ways of going about it so I think asking yourself those two questions um, and then I think the second stage is engaging people in what you're going to be doing so telling them what to expect from you and promising them what they will get so one of my promises to people and I have a relatively small email list so this would not necessarily work for every single brand but I personally reply to every single response to my emails that I send out and it feels like I know everybody then because I ask silly questions in my emails like what's your favorite burger topping but it gets conversation going and it gives me an insight into what people are like it doesn't always have to be business related but I feel like those promises and that expectation setting kind of shows that you're seeing them as the human being that they are and that you're valuing the space that you're taking up in their inbox rather than just blasting them stuff all the time so I think taking people into consideration and the fact that they are actual humans is really important as well. I love that so step one two questions to set that objective and strategy what do I want this to achieve for me and what does my audience want and need from me and then the second part let them know what's what's going to be happening and ask them those questions and I love that promise about you will get back to them personally and I think even the biggest brand can do that they say one of our team will get back to you you know you will actually get a reply if we do this it's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility for even the largest business to make such a promise as that. So I, I love that side of what you've put there. So you mentioned before you got into those two steps that it's whether you're talking about your promotional emails or your newsletter emails, which I think is an inter- potentially an interesting way of thinking about this. If this is something new to your to your email list is that maybe you have your community building send that goes out once a month and the rest of the time is business as usual. Is it worth separating it like that? Or is this something we should be building into every single thing we send? So I'd say a combined approach is really important. So not seeing them as two separate things almost. So what you want to be doing is taking into consideration, yes, you might be doing community building newsletters and you might be doing sales sequences but actually if the two don't work together and you're not mapping out the journey that people are actually going through on a weekly or monthly basis and on the um, on the subject of monthly I would recommend if you're going to do a newsletter to send regardless of the size of your business send it more than monthly because if somebody signs up for your email list and then they miss an email and they don't hear from you for two months. I've had clients who've done this and they've been marked as spam because people don't remember ever being signed up to the list. And they say, I never signed up for this. So weekly is actually usually my recommendation. A lot of my clients start with bi-weekly just because it's a bit less scary when you're starting right at the beginning. But looking at it as a whole and also building not all of your newsletter has to be community building it can be sales focused and not all of your kind of what you would think of as your 
sales emails have to be pure sales. They can be community building too, and you can intertwine them a bit and make it feel, it feels a lot more cohesive across the whole of your communications then if you're building it into both. So I think there's, there's some value in thinking of them as two separate objectives, but don't be scared for some overlap. Loving that advice about sending it weekly as well. You should have more to tell them than only one email a month anyway. And then that spam factor is just totally very, very well worth the tangent there, Casey. Definitely worth the tangent. So we're going to take, take a combined approach. Whilst we're doing all of this, how do, we, how do we know it's working? Because I've often found that marketers running these campaigns are so used to measuring everything based on the sales numbers. And when you add this alternative approach into the mix, whilst it should still be helping, you know, the sales numbers should still be coming in, but often we we give up because we can't work out whether it's working or not. So how do you measure if this approach is working, if it is delivering what you want it to achieve, if it is delivering what the audience want to hear? I think to a certain extent, you have to trust the process and measuring is all part of it but it will take time if you're starting community building via email or trust building via email in the format of a newsletter it's going to take time to gather the information and the data that you need in order to see whether it's working i don't generally track my newsletter based on the number of sales I make off the back of it, because actually people come to me from different places. A lot of people will join my newsletter, but they've also been referred to my newsletter by someone else. And so it's a bit intangible. You can't quite tell exactly where the sale has come from. Um, Another small rant here. You see email marketers on social media saying, we made £30,000 off the back of one email. No, you didn't. Okay, that email might have gen- that email in isolation might have generated thirty thousand pounds worth of sales, but all the other marketing work you're doing, the community building, the the social media marketing, the other stuff that gets people aware about your brand, all contributes to those sales. And you've gone through a whole trust building process before you've made those thirty grand. So I'd just say be wary of those big claims of how much money people. And also, it depends on the product you're selling. If you're selling socks and you've sold 30 grand's worth of socks that's a bit different to a coach selling two ten or three ten thousand pound coaching programs so i think that you kind of i i'm always a little bit wary of these big old claims and like to dig a bit more into them and now i've gone on off, off on such a tangent i've forgotten what the question is <laughs> <laughs> no but it is it is a good point because it, it's like the overnight success in business it's like yeah they had an overnight success no they had 10 failures before they got to that and that was a success because of all the things they've done over the last decade so I could quite easily rant on that as well but I think um I love I think think you outlined how to tell that it's working well enough and I'm guessing because it is one of those we have like you said we have to have faith in the process so what sorts of content so we can kind of visualize what we might be doing. What sorts of content might we be including here? Would it be, you know, kind of like founder stories? You said about the what's your favorite burger? So relevant questions to provoke a response. Is it, you know, sneak previews of the latest range? Is it tied to the business? Is it tied to the mission? How do we come up with ideas of what to send? You know, the real practical stuff to create this community feeling through our email. Yeah, so that goes back to the question where you're asking 
what people want and need, what your audience want and need from you. So what do they struggle with? What's the, what are the kind of things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis that you could find information or tools or, or more in-depth articles or something for them and deliver that to them into their inbox so one thing that is another conversation I've been having just this morning on LinkedIn actually um, is people mistaking newsletter for being just about their company news and all about their team and their awards that they've been put up for and their events that they've been to actually a newsletter works much much better if you're curating content from elsewhere and you're thinking okay so think the bigger picture here what do my audience want and need and where can I find it for them so they don't have to go out and look for it so a lot of the most the highest engaged content that I have in my own newsletter is tools for business owners that I found and I really find that they've benefited me so I share them with my audience so that kind of content that isn't just pure here's my news it's all about me and thinking about it from their perspective and what's in it for them is a definite winner. When you were talking about that I was thinking about how actually people might fall into the trap of thinking that email as a medium for community is all a bit one way and it's not provoking interaction but actually like you're saying about you know give your customers find that what they can't solve themselves so you you if you could do one send and tell me if this is a terrible idea katie do because i'm my brain's firing here um but you could do one send where you're going what are you struggling with at the moment get them to respond and give you answers to that. Then the next send, you could go, well, here's what it seems like you're all struggling with. So I'm off to go, has anyone got any recommendations on this key one? So ask them to help you. And then on the next one, do this. This was the top recommendation from all of you. And here's something else I found that could help. So you can you can create quite an elongated, asynchronous conversation, but you can create that backwards and forwards with it all, which actually makes it so much easier than having to just magically come out with it out of your own head. Yes, yeah, I think so. And I think that having that almost as like a a mini series or a thread running within your emails probably not as a standalone thing so probably just not not just that thing in an email I'm a big fan of newsletters that have kind of a few bits of bite-sized content so there's always going to be something that someone will want to engage with or click on one thing I will say about asking questions in emails is I will make it really really easy for people to answer if they have to answer with anything longer than about three or four words unless it's burger toppings and then people go to town (laughs) then people don't bother replying so yes and no or multiple choice or any like if you say to people what are you struggling with at the moment give them a few options so they're not just going in cold because if you say to me now what are you most struggling with I go I don't know and then I'll close my email (laughs) everything (laughs) (laughs) wow that was weirdly in sync there I feel I feel like I should jinx you and stop you from being allowed to talk but uh, I'm not sure that would really facilitate the podcast but yeah it, it is there's nothing wrong with spoon feeding people to get help them to do what you want them to do. Katie, we've covered a whole load of stuff there. Is there any anything we've missed when it comes to creating that feeling of community via our email comms? I don't think there's anything we've missed. I think just the one thing that I will always, always reiterate is 
remembering the human behind the inbox and in the individual as well regardless of whether you've got 500 or 500,000 people on your email list there is an individual human behind every single email you are sending and if you can think of that human when you're writing emails you're going to have way more success than if you're just blasting at people at thousands of people in one go and hoping for the best excellent love that okay katie it's been brilliant picking your brains about everything we've been talking about listeners remember to stay tuned right to the very end so you don't miss out on katie's insider tips on community and email and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business too it's finally live chloe's e-commerce club yes my new free online club where the whole keep optimizing audience and our experts can come together the point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges learn more tactics and much more we are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. Okay, Katie, so far we've gone deep into how we can build community with our email marketing. Now, though, you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of community building. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with community, which, of course, includes everything we've already been talking about. So, Katie, are you ready for the insider tips? I'm ready. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? So going back to what we were saying earlier, I think a lot of the advice, a lot of business advice out there is just start, start before you're ready, just do do it and see what happens. I kind of disagree with that from an email point of view, just because I feel like if you don't do that initial strategy and objectives piece of work right at the beginning... You only really have one chance to connect with people on email or they unsubscribe and it's very unlikely that they will resubscribe to your emails. I also heard once that once someone unsubscribes from your emails, that's them gone from your business forever. I also don't agree with that. I think that people unsubscribe from emails and they can still be fans of your business. So I don't think that's quite accurate. However, I would say that just sitting down and asking yourself those questions and doing that initial piece of work that allows you to make promises to people that makes them trust you or helps them to trust you from the beginning is really, really important. And it might feel scary, but it's still really important. Yeah, totally agree. It's definitely one that requires a bit of planning before you dive in. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? I'm a big fan of a metric spreadsheet. Again, I read something the other day that said that the more metrics you track, the more likely you are to win because you can find something that has gone up somewhere. I would be slightly wary of that if you're just starting out just because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with the task of tracking so much that makes you go, oh, no, I can't even keep this spreadsheet up to date. But I think tracking a few metrics for 60 to 90 days and making a point of 
going back, sitting down with yourself every month, looking back at the month before, looking at trends, looking at how long your subject lines are, looking at what your open rates are, what content has been really clicked through to, where you've got loads of replies, what people are most engaged with, and then doing more of that going forwards is a great thing to do. You rarely hear people say, look at loads and loads of metrics. And I, I like you, a little bit wary of that, especially for people newly starting out, because I always think they... It can be, certainly I find creating a really complicated metric spreadsheet to be a great way of procrastinating and failing to achieve anything. But yeah, I think, but, but when you start with something new, you kind of have to gather everything for those kind of two to three months, like you were saying, and then you can go back and go, well, that hasn't changed at all. So I can ignore that, that one. I, but these ones I do need to check. So I think that's, it's a good approach. What is a minimum would you have on your email metric spreadsheet? Oh, okay. So despite I keep I keep debunking current trends, but despite what people say, open rates are still a viable metric to track, even though open rates are less reliable than they used to be. If you're just starting, then actually the stuff that happened in the past, you don't have access to anyway. So I think tracking open rates and just keeping an eye on where things are going and trying to work out whether if you have a massive dip what could that have been down to do with rather and have you put accidentally put a spam word in your in your subject line for instance yesterday i sent an email with the word beaver in the subject line and did not do so well on the old open rates because i think it got spam filtered even though my email list are very engaged with me So things like that. So open rates are really, really important, even though people might tell you they're not. I would say that your click to open rates is probably the second most important. So that is the number of people who have clicked based on the number of people who've opened. So it's how engaging your email is once you get people inside it. And I'd say that that is actually more important than the click through rate itself, because you want those people once they're inside to actually be engaging with your email. And then I keep an eye on unsubscribes as well, just in case you have a massive flurry of unsubscribes based on something that you've put in your email. Unsubscribes aren't necessarily a bad thing. If you're getting rid of people, then it's making room for the the people who are going to engage with you and buy from you. But it's worth keeping an eye on just so you can spot any trends. Nice. Loving those. Thank you for taking us through those as well, Katie. And the next of the insider tips is if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Okay, so it would probably be remiss of me not to recommend my own newsletter. (laughs) So it's called PECS. It goes out on a Monday morning and it's full of email marketing, copywriting and business tips that don't take themselves too seriously. You can sign up on my website, which is littlegreenduck.co.uk. And I've got one more, if that's okay. I know I was only supposed to give one. But there's a book called Do Open by David Hyatt, who's the founder of Hyatt Jeans. And that book was what, set me off on my email newsletter journey so highly recommend it if it's something you're just starting to explore now oh nice two great recommendations so thank you for those and finally crystal ball time what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for i think that we are gonna have to be keeping an eye on the fact that we need to be creating content for shorter attention spans I think the more content that is out there in the world, 
wherever you're consuming it. I know there's a lot of long, good long form content out there and books and long podcasts, but I feel like the short form content is a real attention grabber at the moment. So one to look out for, for sure. Oh, I like that one. Okay, Katie, thank you so much for all of that. We're now very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find out about you and your business? Yes, sure. So my website, as I mentioned earlier on, is littlegreenduck.co.uk and I spend an unhealthy amount of time on LinkedIn. So if you search for Katie Skelton email, I will probably come up. Yes, you and me both. Um, LinkedIn is definitely doing something good or bad. Who knows at the moment? (laughs) Um, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been uh, very entertaining chatting with you about all of this. And I'm sure we've given the audience an awful lot to talk about, to think about even. So thank you so much for coming on and uh, chatting. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. So possibly the easiest way, dare we say it, to create community that we're talking about this month. This is about just really upping the value of the content you're sending out via your email marketing. Think about what are you trying to achieve via your email marketing more than just sales? And what do your audience want to know about, need to know about? Maybe you'll use that system we were talking about, about asking them and then delivering it back. And then make sure that you're ready to engage in what's coming up. and You're going to commit to this for a while. Some really cool ideas there from Katie. And I particularly liked, yes, we were talking about her newsletter a lot, but I think it's a lot easier to grasp it in terms of selling a service business with a single identity. It's easier to grasp the concept that way. And then you can kind of extrapolate it out to how it works for an e-commerce brand. So loads of little ideas and things to take away there. You can get the links to all those things we discussed, including Katie's LinkedIn profile, her website and the other bits and bobs we talked about, plus our own notes on the episode and a few other things on the Keep Optimising website. You can use our special direct episode short link to go directly to the correct page. So that's keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode and that will take you there. When you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you want more email marketing tips, then go to keepopt.com forward slash email for our latest email marketing masterclass episodes. And you can find all our community episodes by scrolling up your feed a little bit or use the short link keepopt.com forward slash community. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimising at keepoptimising.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause 
and come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.